Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Mighty Father of grace, O most heavenly Father, we are thankful and grateful for our presence here this evening. Lord, indeed, that we are alive today, a great miracle has been done in our lives. And Lord, we glorify your name. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for our salvation. We thank you, Lord, that your blood has paved way for us to be here that we can walk in righteousness because of you therefore oh lord even as we have gathered here we pray that you speak to us give us of your holy spirit to teach us we thank you in jesus name amen clap your hands together for jesus and you may be seated Luke chapter 15 and verse 11. Luke chapter 15 and verse 11. Luke 15 verse 11. We want to continue our message on symbols from the prodigal son. Symbols from the prodigal son. Luke chapter 15 and verse 11. It says, and he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fathered calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found, and they began to be merry. Hallelujah. And they began to be merry. Amen. They began to be merry. Hallelujah. You see, there was a major decision needed to be taken. So last week we were talking about a major decision that leads to a major 
breakthrough. Hallelujah. A major decision that leads to a major breakthrough. Now here is this prodigal son who has gone so low in life, so low in life, and he had to make such a big decision that brought him or turned his life around. Hallelujah. He needed to take a decision. A decision to remain where he was or a decision to turn his life around. Now this boy, by the grace of God, made a great decision or took a major decision that led to a better life. Hallelujah. It wasn't a small decision. It was a major decision. A big decision. Hallelujah. You know, there are some people who have left the church and want to come back, but they cannot or because they have not decided on or they have not made that decision that can bring them back. Do you understand? They have not made certain decisions and so they cannot come back. Hallelujah. So I'm helping you that when you leave, you can make a decision to come back. Oh yeah. There are some people, they want to come back. But they cannot make the decision to come back. And I believe that you, as you hear this message, you will help them. Amen. Amen. See, sometimes people are worried about what people will say when they come back. Do you understand? What people will say. What you will say when you see them back. They are worried about that. And so they cannot come back. This young boy was faced with that also. What will people say? Perhaps when he was leaving, so many people were talking to him and said, don't do this. Don't do that. That a young man, you go to your father and as your father is alive, you are asking for a portion of your inheritance. And after you have received it, you just took off. Far away that no one will hear about you. It's like, I don't want to have anything to do with you again. And some people have done that. They say, we can't be here anymore. And they have left. And they cannot make the decision to come back. Because he was also worried about, what will people say? Amen. Amen. What will people say? Sometimes people are worried about what they said. The things that they said. They, still, they feel they can't come back. Because of some of the things that they said. Or some of the things that they did. Do you understand? And because of that, they can't come back. Hallelujah. Sometimes some of the things that they said to some of the members, like maybe this young boy, he said so many things to the servants. Oh, you don't, maybe the servants say, why are you going? Where are you going? And he says, you don't know my father. You don't know, you are not close to him, so you don't know. You see, they said certain things to justify their going and that they worried about coming back. Sometimes the way they left was not any proper way. Do you understand? And so you feel guilty. So it's a major decision to take, to come back to a place that you left in an improper way. Hallelujah. But this boy was in a bad situation. He was in a bad situation, bad condition, and he made a decision, or he took a decision that led to a new life for him. Hallelujah. A decision that changed his life completely. A decision that led to a situation where he was celebrated. It takes a major decision to come out of mud and be celebrated. It takes a major decision. Hallelujah. He took a decision that led to a best robe being put on him. He says, Bring the best robe and put it on him. They put the best robe on him. It took a major decision. Amen. It took a major decision for them to call that we are killing the fathered calf. It's a major decision. Hallelujah. Perhaps he has never worn such a robe before, even when he was in the house. But because of such a decision, now the best robe in the house that means that there were good robes. Isn't that so? There were good robes. Maybe he was a, the, the rich man's son, so he was wearing good robes. 
But this time, because of a decision that he took, the best robe was put on him. Hallelujah. The best robe was put on him. And he called and he says, put a ring on his finger. Put a ring on his finger. They dress you and they put a ring on your finger. Ring is put on rich people. Do you understand? I'm not talking about you got a ring on because you are married by virtue of your marriage. Do you understand? Put a ring on his finger. I can imagine the kind of ring. Because of a decision that he took. Amen. Some young women do not have ring on their fingers because of a decision that they have not taken. Or a decision that they did not take. Some young women do not have ring on their fingers. Amen. Some young women do not have ring on their fingers because they have not been able to take a mighty decision. A great decision. Hallelujah. Perhaps if you were to take that decision, perhaps if you were to take that decision to overlook and say, oh, I'm tired of waiting for the ideal man. I'm tired of looking for the my kind of man. If you will take that major decision, does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? If you take that major decision. You see, every woman has an ideal man in her mind. Every woman. Every woman has in their mind the ideal man. I mean, every woman has a dream of their ideal life partner. Do you understand? That ideal life partner. Every woman has some form of a dream. You know, as they are growing up, you have a dream of the ideal life partner. Isn't that so? Yeah. Every young woman has that. I mean, the man that you are going to live with the rest of your life, you know, you have certain dream, certain image in your mind and in your heart. And it's not one of these guys that are around here. Do you understand? When you look at your dream, you know, when you picture your dream and you look at it, you say, ah, but who? Which one of these? You see? It's not here. Area boys around here. It's not one of these. Isn't that so, young ladies? You have your dream. You have your dream. And when you look at the ones that are around here, but if you were to take that major decision to overlook the current conditions and overlook that man's, the young man's current situation, if you can take that major decision and overlook the way he looks now, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The way he dresses now is not your kind of dream that you have had some childhood. Childhood dreams. And you look, this guy that, you know, this one is interested in me, this one, but none of them fits them. Sometimes this one has one or two of the criteria and he doesn't have the rest, the four of the rest. And then this one has three of them. It doesn't have the... So you wish that you could put them together somehow. And, and then you wonder, why can't you pick this in from this one and add and then make them... And then you see. Oh, yes. You know, this one is okay, but... You know. And this one, he, he has... He has the things, but you see, if only if only these two things can be added to him, then it would have been the ideal. You understand? Amen. But the guys that are around here, you are looking at mighty guys. Bring your mind, bring your mind, focus. Amen. If, in, if only you can overlook the current conditions right now. 
if only you can overlook. You can overlook how he looks now. How his hair, the way his hair is now. If only you can overlook it. Do you understand? And this one, even if you can overlook where he lives now. Where he lives now. If you can overlook it. That he doesn't have a car. You know, look at his shoes. You know, the way he is. See, because you are looking at yourself. Hey, so I'm going to continue walking like that. You see, when you look at your situation and you look at him, ah, no, 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 no. I can't continue to be walking in the cold like that. But if you can overlook, if you can overlook the current conditions, take a major decision. It's a major decision. That I know I have my childhood dreams about the man I want to marry. But I have to make a decision now. Amen. But you see, one thing is that the decision, the decision, the major decision, oh, you will come to make it. (laughs) You will come to take that major decision. You know, you will come to that stage where you say, I know I have dreams. And I know I want this criteria. I want one, two, three, and four, and five. But now, but now, anything, 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 whether he walks like this, whether he walks like that, whether he's like this, his hair is like that, anything goes. But when the time comes, (laughs) you want the one who is six packs, six feet tall, and he has a six-figure job, six-figure, he earns six figures, and he drives a nice car with a deep voice. Isn't that so? I love you, baby. You want one with a deep voice. He drives a nice white car. You want white car. Range Rover. With a moon roof. And you want to sit in the car with your dark glasses. And then you put your feet on top of the seat. Mrs. You see, this is your dream. And when we come to church and you pull to the parking lot. With your dark glasses. You know. Wearing your shirt, your blouse and pull neck. Hi, and this is you. And then when you get out and you step out, they know that it is you. You see, if some young women can make certain major decisions now, you have no idea. You see, you will not know that you will not know that the man perhaps is driving some but one day he's going to be driving a BMW you see you will not know you will not know the way you are looking at him now he doesn't look like he's the kind that will ever drive a range. he thinks like he's going to be walking all the time eh? when you look at him it looks like there's no hope there's no hope there's no hope. Do you understand? There's no hope. If you see, he says that he took a major decision. This young man, he took a major decision. Put on the best robe. You see, your best wedding gown has not been put on you because you have not taken a major decision. Best robe. The ring has not come on your finger because you have not taken a major decision not taking a major decision. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? You know, some young women should be walking in some special shoes by now. He says that they put feet, shoes on his feet. Some young women should be walking in some Jimmy Choo shoes by now. Hey, if only they had taken some major decision. But now look at the shoes you are wearing. Hey, yes. Palace, still palace, and you are waiting. 
Hellas. Conway shoes. Conway. Says, put the fat, but the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his finger, and shoes on his feet. And then he says, And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. You see, your wedding, your dance music is all waiting because you have not taken a major decision. Major decision. A major decision. Sometimes letting your childhood dreams go and settling with this is a major decision. But some women are still holding on. Some young men, they want, they have ideal women in their minds. Ideal women in their minds. That woman, she has not worked in a church yet. See, this sister who this sister who is crazy for the Lord and all for the Lord and doing the Lord's work is not your type of it's not your type it's not your type do you understand you have certain size certain size in mind that my ideal my wife my wife you are planned my wife should wear size this and she should have coca-cola bottle shape isn't that so? That when I look, me I can see that this is that is this, and then you say that's my wife. You say that's my wife. <laughs> that people will gather and then they who is that woman? That's my wife. Bring your shoulders up. You are waiting for that. Major decision. Major decision. Amen. It says, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. Verse 24. Keep going. And he said, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Verse 25. It says, Now, his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come. And thy father had killed the fathered calf because he had received him safe and sound. And he was angry. He was what? He was what? He was what? Hallelujah. He says, and he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never givest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which had devoured thy living with harlots, that thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, Thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. Hallelujah. Tonight, for a short time, I want to talk to you about the elder son or the elder brother the elder son or the elder brother hallelujah the elder son or the elder brother 
Amen. You know, in this story, the two sons represent two groups of Christians. There is the younger son who represents the Christian who backslides and repents and comes back to the father's house. Or the lost son who repents and comes back to the father's house. Hallelujah. Now the elder son represents the righteous Christian. Quote unquote righteous. The righteous Christian. The one who has never left the house. The one who was always in the house. Hallelujah. He represents the elder son, represents the Christian who has never left the house, has always been a Christian since he became born again. Amen. The one who goes to the field doing the father's work. Verse 28. If you go back to verse 28, he says, and he was angry and will not come in. Verse, verse 27. Go back to verse 27. Verse 27. He says, And he said unto him, Thy father is come. He said, Thy brother is come. And thy father had killed the fathered calf because he had received him safe and sound. Now he came from the field. When this young man came, he was in the field. Do you see? He says, Now his son, the elder son, was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. He heard music and dancing, and he inquired, he asked. He called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. What are, going, what are these things going? What are the things that I'm hearing? And he said unto him, thy, father, thy brother is come, and thy father had killed the fathered calf because he had received him safe and sound. Hallelujah. So this is the brother, this is the Christian who never left the house, who is always in the field, the Christian who goes on evangelism. Hallelujah. This is the Christian who, go, who comes for prayer meetings. He's always in the house. He has not gone anywhere. The Christian who has attended every camp. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? The Christian who evangelizes, visits, follows up. That's the father's will. Never transgress in the father's house. Amen. So this part of the message that we are sharing pertains to mostly you people. Do you understand? You people who are serious with God. You people who have taken God to another level. You people who are here all the time. You people who are here at prayer meetings, weekday meetings, serious Christians. Hallelujah. So this, say, this is my message. You are the elder brothers and the elder sisters in the house who have never transgressed. So this is your message. The faithful ones. You have been obedient, doing the father's will, and never disobeying the father. Tell your neighbor, this is your message. So verse 28, it says, he was angry. Verse 28, he was angry. He was angry and will not go in. He was angry and he will not come into the house where there was the party, where there was the celebration. He was angry and he will not go in. You know, there are some people who get angry when a younger son is doing well in the house or a younger daughter is doing well in the house. Amen. You see, this is a message that I want you to take personal. Personal. Any part that is for you, take it personal. A serious Christian. You understand what I'm sharing with you? Angry because someone is doing well. Angry because a daughter is coming up. Or a son is coming up. Hallelujah. Angry because they have made you also a shepherd. And they say, you too have become a shepherd. Now this shepherd thing is nothing. Because even you, you are a shepherd. They are angry. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Angry. Angry because you have also been appointed as a pastor. Amen. Do you know that some people get angry when you are, even you are appointed as a pastor? Or you don't know. Or a shepherd. 
You don't know. Some people get angry and they say, oh, he too is a shepherd. Ah, this light out thing. Angry because you have also been appointed a shepherd. Or you have also been appointed a pastor. And they are angry. Amen. Angry because you also are leading songs in the church. This one is also leading songs. Hey, this one is now also leading songs. Angry. Hallelujah. Angry because this one is also now preaching. This one is now also called reverend. Angry. The elder brother is angry and he will not come in. Angry because you are also called a lady pastor. Now they say that you are also a lady pastor. They are angry. Amen. Angry because you are also now a lady pastor's or a pastor's wife. Oh, yes. But a pastor's wife is just by virtue of your father, your husband is a pastor. Isn't that so? And that people are angry. Hallelujah. You know, there are people who will not come to church because of you. They will not come in because of you. Do you understand? They will not come to the church because of you. There are people who will not come to the church anymore because of who is a pastor in the church now. Because sometimes they know the past of the pastor. And they will not come in because of who is a pastor now. They are angry. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? I'm talking about the elder brother, the elder son, the elder sister who has been in the house, who did not go anywhere. Angry because the son has come in. Angry because someone is coming up. Amen. They will not come in. There are people who will not come to the church because of who is now in the church. Oh, yes. Oh, you think I'm making stories up? Sometimes they know the pastor's past life. How he lived a righteous living. And so they don't want to come to the church anymore because of who is the pastor in the church. Amen. Some people would rather leave the church and go somewhere else because this new person is in the church and has come and is giving instructions. Some people will go. This new person has come and they have put a ring on his finger. This new person has come and he has put on a new robe. They will not come in the church. They will rather go somewhere else. Do you understand? You see, this is a sign of pride. Isn't it? It's a sign of pride. This is a sign of pride. And anyone like this, I have two sure prophecies for you. Two sure prophecies. Do you want me to know? Do you want me to tell you? Oh, yeah. You know, there are certain prophecies, they are sure prophecies. You know how they are sure? Because they are the word of God. Anyone who is like that, you have two prophecies. Let me show you. Go to James. James chapter 4. Don't lose Matthew, um, Luke chapter 15. James chapter 4 and verse 6. It says, But he, but he giveth more grace. Who gives more grace? God. He giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisted. You see, I can give you a prophecy that God will resist you. I can prophesy that God will resist you. And that you will not receive grace from God. It's a sure prophecy. That some, a younger son has come in the house and they have put ring on his finger and so you can't stand it. It's a sign of pride. It's a sign of pride. And so for that, you will leave the church. God will resist you. God will oppose you. God will not... Do you have the common English version? Or the... Um, um, I think it's a contemporary English version. Do you have that? Who has a contemporary English version? You have that version. Read it to me. Contemporary. For this scripture. We don't have it. Yeah. 
Read it. Take the microphone. Read it. James 4, 6. James 4, 6. In fact, God treats us with even greater kindness. In fact, God treats treats us with even greater kindness. Kindness. Just as the scripture says. Just as the scripture says. God opposes everyone who is proud. God opposes everyone who is proud. But he blesses all those who are humble. But he blesses all those who are humble. With undeserved grace. With undeserved grace. It's a sure prophecy. If you are proud, God will oppose you. There is no two ways about that, except that you repent. So if it is from pride that drives you out, that a, 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 a younger son has come and they have put a ring on his finger, and so you can't stand it and you will not come in, you will not come in, he says, he will not come in. He was angry and he will not go in the house. He will not come in. He was angry and he will not come. Because the son has come and the father has put ring on his finger. Because he asked the servant. Isn't that so? Yes. He says, what? go back to that scripture. Go back. He called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. What these things meant. And what did the servant say? And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father had killed the fatted calf. Thy brother is come, and thy father had killed the fatted calf, because he had received him safe and sound. And the verse 28 says, And he was angry. He was angry. You see, it's because of you that some people who have left, they can't come back. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Because of senior brothers and senior sisters. Elder brothers and elder sisters. He says, he was angry and will not go in. There are some people who say, if this person is in the church, I will never be in that church. Oh, yes. If this person is a pastor in the church, I will never be, because they know the pastor's past. Do you understand? They know the pastor's past. Righteous living. Prodigal, wasteful, living with prostitutes, eating with pigs. They know him. And now they say they have put rope on him and they have put a ring on his finger. And he's wearing sh- shoes and he's now preaching. They are celebrating him. Oh, if this person is the pastor, I'm not coming to the church. Amen. You know, there are some people, they, when they come in a church and they see some of our people, they, they say, ah, this is the last time I'm coming here. Ah. Do you understand? You see, you see, that is why, you see, sometimes some of you, you know some, some things that some people are doing. And then you wonder, ah, does the reverend know that this person is doing this? Does the reverend know that this person is involved? Why is the reverend using this person to do this, using this person to do that? You see, you don't have the father's heart. You don't understand. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You do not understand. I don't know. I know. I know everything. I know everything. I know the people in the church who smoke hookah. I know. I know. You see, you don't know that there are people in the church who smoke hookah. I know. Christians. Or if they are Christians. They are in the church. They are Christians. I know. You think I don't know? I know the people in the church who do drugs. I know. The father knows. Do you understand? The father knows. But sometimes you see, and I, I, those same people, I will call them and I will ask them to do things for me. Hallelujah. I know. I'll call such people and I say, do this for me. Amen. Amen. And I pray that, you know, they don't contaminate the others. That's my prayer. That, you know, this hookah thing will not spread in the church. That's my prayer. That's my prayer. And I pray that God will change them. God will change them. God will touch their hearts. The Father is always waiting outside. Who is coming? Is he coming? Is she coming? Is he coming? And he embraced him. And then he started 
Father, I have sinned against you and I'm, I'm no more worthy. He said, bring the fighted calf. Bring the best robe. Bring shoes. Put the ring on his finger. Bring the, let's start the party. Call the guests. Celebrate. Start cooking. And then the boy is talking about his confession. He said, the father is happy that he has come back. Does anybody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Not that the father doesn't know. The father doesn't know that he lived a righteous living. He has wasted his substance. The father knows. Amen. So anyone who you can stand that, you know, a younger son has come and they are celebrating. It's a son of pride. And I tell you, I have two sure prophecies. That God will resist you, one. And two, you will not find grace before God. You will not find grace before God. God will not give you grace. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes I don't understand, you know, that some people, they don't like someone and you leave. What about a pastor who has done so much for you? So much for you. You just leave. I don't understand. Do you understand? I don't understand. Some people quarrel with other church members and then they just take off. They take off. Sometimes they include the pastor in the quarrel and I don't know anything about the quarrel. I don't even know what the subject is, but they include the pastor. How do I know they include me? Because they have also left me. <laughs> you leave the pastor and his love, his messages, all his visits to you, his counseling, the time that he spent with you, you leave all of that. Don't remember. Don't remember. Meanwhile, I don't even know why you are gone or you have left. I don't know what you are quarreling about. You, you borrowed money from someone and they are taking it from you. Just pay. Why you include me? And then you leave. You you know, there are some people, they just create fights so that the money issue is, resol is resolved. You know, you owe. Just pay, and then you are fighting and make the fight like the major thing, and then the money is like we push it underground. And then you include the pastor. Then you it's not a good thing. You see, that is, I don't, I don't understand that thing. I do not understand. And you quarrel and you leave. You see, but I have never heard, I've never heard anyone, anyone who packs his things and leaves a university campus because he quarreled with one of the students. I've never heard it. Or even with a professor. You quarrel with a professor, so you pack your things and you left the university campus. You don't want to be there anymore. Have you heard that before? Douglas, have you heard that before? Have you seen it before? Have you even heard it in the news? That somebody, you just quarrel with one of the students, you say, I don't want to be in the university anymore because of these students. I'm packed and I'm gone. Or at your workplace. You quarrel even with your boss, your supervisor, your boss, the one that pays you. You quarrel with him, but the next day you will go back. So you see, I don't know why when it comes to the church, we can't think. When, we can't, when it comes to the church, we can't reason. And he says, I have quarreled with you, and so I don't belong here anymore. It's not wise. Hallelujah. I say it's not wise. So write these things down from this story, the senior brother. Number one, you can be in the father's house. You can be in the father's house and yet have an unforgiving spirit. You can be in the father's house. You belong to the father. In your heart, walking in the father's will, yet you have an unforgiving spirit. You can be in the father's house and yet have an unforgiving spirit. Number two, you can do the work of God and yet have an unforgiving heart. 
you can do the work of God and yet have an unforgiving heart. Did you see, did you see that? Verse 29. You see, verse 29. He says, And he answering to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee. These many years do I serve thee. Neither transgress I at any time thy commandment. Did you see that? He says, These many years do I serve thee. Neither transgress I at thy commandment. All these years I have said thee. And yet thou never givest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. I have been in the house. He says, all these years I have served you. I have been in the church for many years, yet you have never even visited me. And they are angry. I'm showing you, elder brother, elder sister, I have been in the church many years, but look how you pray for people when it's your birthday. You don't pray for me like that. And I'm angry and I've left. You see, you think this is funny. You think it's a joke. But I'm talking about real things that happen in the church. Reasons why elder brothers don't come in. Elder brothers leave the house. Because, you see, sometimes someone is there, you know, elder brother doing their work. And then suddenly, they have changed. Suddenly, they are quiet. Suddenly, you go, mm, yes, Reverend, okay, yes, Reverend. Mm. Yes, okay. Oh, okay, yes. Oh. Just yes, no, okay, yes, okay. Nothing, no contribution. Yes. You see? And you don't know. He says, all these years I've been here. All these years you have not put ring on my finger. I've been in the church. All these years you have not made me a pastor. This one just came and you have made him a pastor. This one just came and he's a shepherd. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? I've been in the church all these years and I have had two children, two babies and I have seen how you pray over people's babies and my first baby, I remember the very prayer that you prayed. You never said this and this and that and my second baby, I was watching, I was listening. You never, you see, you think this is, yes. Elder brothers and elder sisters, I've been in the church all these years yet thou never givest me a kid a kid that I might make merry with my friends. That I might make merry with my friends. Amen. I've been in the church all these years, yet you never gave me a seat in the front to sit. Amen. I've been in the church many years, yet. You see, so this message is for people sitting in the front, People, elder brothers and elder sisters, serious, committed members. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Serious, committed members. I've been in the church many years, yet thou never givest me a kid. I've been in the church. Number three, you can be in the father's house and not have the father's heart. You can be in the father's house and not have the father's heart. Isn't that so? Yes. He was in the father's house. This elder brother was in the father's house, but he did not have the father's heart. He was in the father's house, but he did not have the father's heart. Whereas the father was welcoming his prodigal son. Father was welcoming the son who was lost. The son who has fallen in sin and has repented and the father was welcoming him. He was angry at this son. He says, when this thy son had come. This thy son who had wasted thy substance with righteous living, with harlots, mingle around with prostitutes, and if he has come, look at what is happening here. And I have been in your house all these years, never transgress once at thy commandment, yet thou never givest me even a kid that I made, 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 but now you have killed the father's calf in the house and you are celebrating with him. You can be in a father's house and not have the father's heart. The father's heart is that when a bad person comes in, when bad people come to the church, he welcomes them. The father's heart is that there is celebration. The father's heart is that we throw a party. The father's heart is that there will be music and dancing. When this my son, this son, the wayward son had come back, that is the, you see, 
this is the basics for this. Look back at this. This is you don't know that this is what brought about the whole story about the prodigal son. Do you understand? Look back in Luke chapter 15. Go back to verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 8. Let me show you. You see, it says, either what woman having 10 pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, if she lose one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it. We don't have a lot of time. Give us the New Living Translation. So we don't read half and thou and doeth and selleth and findeth. The which when thou hast found. He says, or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, rejoice with me because I have found my lost coin. So you wonder, what happened to all the other coins? Weren't you rejoicing over them? Why didn't you call your neighbors and say that I didn't lose all these coins, so let us rejoice over them. But this just one single coin, you are calling the whole neighborhood to come in and rejoice with them. And the verse 10 says, it says, in the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. There is joy. There is joy among the angels. When one sinner comes in, when one which is lost comes in, there is joy among the angels. So the, God's angels, they are always looking forward to a day when one sinner will come in so that there will be party in heaven. So that there is party in heaven. They are always waiting for a day. Do you understand? So if through you, one sinner comes to the house of God and... The angels of God, they are celebrating, they are having a party. Don't you think your name will come up to the heavens? That is because of you that has brought a party, a celebration amongst us. That you brought someone in. You see, it says, in the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. And so verse 11, it says, to illustrate the point further, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story that a man had two sons. Put your hands together for the Lord. Our time is up. And we will continue on this time. Stand to your feet and let us bring. We we'll continue on this time we meet. Our time is up. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Heal us. From the heart of the elder brother. Heal us. From the heart of the elder son. Heal us, Lord. From the, from the spirit of the elder son. Heal us, Lord. From the spirit of the elder brother. Heal us, Lord. Heal us, Lord. Heal us. Purify us. Heal us. Heal us, Lord. Give us the heart of the father. Give us the heart of the father. In the name of Jesus. Give us the heart of the Father. Heal us, heal us, heal us, heal us, heal us. Lord, change our hearts. Transform our hearts. Change our hearts. Change my heart, Lord. Give me a heart of the Father. Give me a heart of the Father. Change my heart. Yes, Lord. Change our hearts. Change our hearts. Give us, Lord, the heart of the Father. Give us the heart of the Father. Give us the heart of the Father. Pray, give us the heart of the Father, oh Jesus. Yes, give me a heart of the Father. Change this heart, the heart of the elder brother, the heart of the elder son. Lord, transform this heart. Change this heart. Transform me. Reform me. Reform me. Remove this heart. Give me the heart of the Father. Give me the heart of the Father. In the name of Jesus. Give me the heart of the Father. Father, 
Lord, give me the Father's heart. Give me the Father's heart. The Father's heart. To accommodate all. To accommodate all. To welcome the lost. To search for the lost. To embrace the lost. The Father's heart. Oh, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, tonight we ask that you give us the Father's heart. Heal us, Lord, from the unforgiving heart of the elder brother. Heal us, Lord, from the unforgiving heart of the elder son. Lord, restore unto us the Father's heart. Give us the forgiving heart. The heart of the Father that welcomes all. The heart of the Father that puts rope the best of rope on the sinner that comes in. The heart of the Father that welcomes every sinner that comes to us. Lord, give us the Father's heart. Tonight, Lord, we repent from the elder brother's heart that we have carried. And we say, Lord, change this heart, transform this heart, renew this heart, and give us the Father's heart. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We honor you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we who are here tonight, we are living this place with the Father's heart. We glorify your name. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If there's anyone here tonight, you are not born again, you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to come to Christ, you want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life you say pastor pray with me I have sinned against you pray with me I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life if that is you with all eyes closed every head bow if you will lift up your right hand I will pray with you if you will lift up your right hand I will pray with you. I will lead you to Jesus. Anyone here like that? Lord, we are thankful and we are grateful. Anyone here like that? Father, we thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you that you have welcomed us into this great kingdom. We give you praise. We honor you. We cherish the sacrifice you made for us. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. 
Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.